shortlist, a roundup of today's most captivating stories you'll want to share with your friends, compiled by USA Today editors. Fape them if you got them. As cigarette smoking among those under 18 has fallen, the use of other nicotine products, and especially e-cigarettes, has taken a drastic leap. Orange is the new black star's real life was way scarier. Yeah, I came home from school and I, my parents were gone. And a neighbor came in and told me that they had been taken away by immigration. What would you do with $2,600 a month? Guaranteed. Our first story today. E-cigarettes will be regulated by the FDA the same as tobacco cigarettes, according to a new rule issued Thursday. That means e-cigs of every make, every flavor, and nicotine level will require a separate application for approval, a process so costly that all but the largest tobacco companies, and maybe they too, could be forced out of the market. As cigarette smoking among those under 18 has fallen, the use of other nicot nicotine products, and especially e-cigarettes, has taken a drastic leap. Between 2011 and 2015, the percentage of high school students who smoked e-cigarettes has skyrocketed over 900 percent. Meanwhile, hookah usage has risen significantly among young people, and cigar smoking continues to be a problem among high schoolers. Together, that means millions of kids are being introduced to nicotine every year. We're protecting our nation's children and teenagers and helping adults get the information they need to make informed decisions about tobacco and nicotine use. Under this rule, retailers will no longer be allowed to sell e-cigarettes, cigars, or other covered tobacco products to anyone under the age of 18. And all sales to those 26 and under will require a photo ID. Next up, imagine. Imagine being 14 and coming home from school one day and your parents are gone, deported. That's what happened to Diane Guerrero, who plays Maritza on Orange is the New Black and Lena on Jane the Virgin. The American-born actress shares her story with USA Today's Susan Page. Take a listen. I'm Susan Page, Washington Bureau Chief of USA Today, and this is Capital Download. We're joined today by Diane Guerrero, who's a star of Orange is the New Black and Jane the Virgin. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You are also now an author. Your new book, we have it here. It's called In the Country We Love, My Family Divided. An immigration debate is raging in this country, but it's very personal for you. You open the book with May 17th. 2001, almost exactly 15 years ago, you came home from school. What did you find? I, yeah, I came home from school and I, my parents were gone. And a neighbor came in and told me that they had been taken away by immigration. And so then I knew what that meant because we had uh, lived in fear for so long that, that this day would come. And, and finally that fear came true. And it was, you know, it was like, I think, still one of the most difficult days in my life. Well, I can only imagine, yeah. you're 14 years old, you come home, your parents are gone, mm -hmm. they were from Colombia? Yes. They were here illegally? Well, they, yes, they, they were here undocumented. They, um, 
they overstayed their visas. Um, they were they were sure they were, they were fighting to find a path for citizenship, and they kept trying and hired lawyers and really did. Uh, I mean, this is all they talked about. This is all we thought about every day, and and uh, but to no avail. So you're a minor. You're just 14 years old. What happened? Did did the immigration service take care of you? Did child protective services were they in contact with you? What happened then? No, I. No, no one did. No one checked up. No one called. I, it was as if I didn't. I never existed. I mean, I waited there. I mean, we sort of. You know, I. I remember I called my um, my friend's mother, and we sort of waited there to see what was going to happen, and nothing did. And even in school, you know, I was. I was. I still. I kept attending the same high school, and we thought for sure somebody was going to come and check up, and we had like this whole thing planned, and what are, you know what we're going to say, and hopefully I could stay in school, and hopefully I won't be taken away. But we were waiting to see if any of that happened, if there there could be any resolve, but no one ever did. So we just decided that maybe the safest thing for me at that time was just to, I guess, if they didn't come knocking, then I shouldn't, you know, say anything myself. So I just kept quiet and pretended that it never really happened. How was that growing up? Getting out of high school, you went to college. Mm -hmm. How did things go for you being out there basically on your own? Of course you don't think about um, all the psychological and emotional damage that had happened and everything that I was suppressing and all my anger and fear and resentment and pain that um, it started, you know, slowly creeping up. And it's funny because I, I talk to people who have experience with a parent being deported and I, I've been able to connect so much on just the depression and mental health issues. Um, so that's something that I discovered along the way. Obviously, I, I needed help uh, because I, I pretty much, I think, had PTSD because I would, I mean, I was so, so traumatized by the whole experience. and. Meeting other people who were go who were, had gone through the same thing, I found that they were going through similar symptoms and and um, just this like wave of emotion and trying to keep it together and trying to move forward. Um, but it was definitely difficult. You suffered from depression. You drank a lot. Mm -hmm. You even started cutting. Yeah, yourself. yeah. That was part of um, you know feeling like I was alone, feeling like I couldn't feeling helpless, like I couldn't help my parents, felt like, okay, you know what, my life is ruined, my family's life is ruined, and I'm a very emotional person, if you can already tell. Um, and and I was just, you know, I didn't know how to deal with, with everything, so I felt like I wasn't worth anything anymore. Like You, I, you, you know. came through it in a big way and now are very successful, and I know that because you've been open about your story yeah. and working um, been, become an activist on immigration issues, you hear from kids who are in the situation you were in, yes. who have parents who are here, who worry about deportation or who have been deported. What advice do you give them? What do you tell them? As a kid, felt like I had no voice, felt like I had no options, and that's what drove me to this really dark place. And. I wanted to go out there, I wanted to speak out, I wanted to use my voice, but thought I couldn't, thought that no one could relate to me, but I want them to know that there are so many people that, that can connect to them and could help them, and if they band together, if we work together and, be, and become politically active, we can make some changes. And for our final story, 
You've probably heard agitated folks saying, if so-and-so gets into the White House, I'm moving to Canada. Not me. I'm trying to get in line for dual Swiss citizenship, and it has nothing to do with the elections. On June 5th, Swiss voters will decide whether all 8 million citizens and legal residents should be guaranteed a generous monthly income. On the ballot is a radical proposal that would mandate the government to guarantee $2,600 a month tax-free to every adult citizen and legal resident and $650 to each child, regardless of wealth or work status. So, theoretically, a family of two non-working adults and two children at home would be eligible for $6,500 a month or $7,800 a year tax-free. Back that up, remember, regardless of wealth or work status. That's a nice little bonus. How is that possible? Well, Switzerland is one of the world's richest nations per capita income of about $85,000. That's 40% higher than the USA's. Even so, polls show the proposal will likely be defeated. A person can dream, can't she? Well, that's it for the shirt list. Tomorrow morning, be sure to listen to USA Today's Five Things, giving you the top stories you need before you start your workday. The short list and five things are part of the USA Today podcast network. You can stream or download our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. I'm Robin Smith. Thanks for listening.